Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. In past studies, the United States was shown to be the most fatherless country in the world. But God wants to pour out His Father's heart on this orphan generation. A move of God is coming that will send forth His presence all over the world. Listen as Doug shares his heart with great expectation in the Lord. After the episode, consider leaving a review and follow us on your favorite streaming service. If you've gleaned anything from this podcast, consider paying it forward with a gift at somebodycares.org. Now let's join our host, Doug Stringer. A 2019 study by the Pew Research Center of 130 countries and territories showed that the United States to be the most fatherless country in the world. With 20% of people under 18 living in single-parent households, and we can infer that most of those would be single-parent moms. That is three times the worldwide average of 7%. Now that being said, I believe that God wants to prod His Father heart upon this orphan generation because I believe it's a generation looking for identity in a time when others don't have an answer for them. But God does. All the things that they're looking for or they're seeking for are found in Him. And when He shows up in a greater measure, it won't just be tremors or aftershocks. It will be a movement of God that will send forth His presence all over the world. I believe there is a hunger in this generation. And there have been many tears of intercession over this generation. I believe there has been a price that's been paid by those seeking the Lord for a sense of hope, vision, and direction that was not from man, but from God. Over the years, in many articles I've written, as well as many books like The Fatherless Generation or Hope for a Fatherless Generation, Who's Your Daddy Now?, and of course, most recently, In Search of a Father's Blessing, I talk about the camels are coming. They're coming out of the desert and out of their identity crisis, and out of their orphan spirits. They're coming out of those places and into the Father's embrace, a place of consecration before God that says, I'm nothing without you. I need you. I need your inheritance. I need your direction. And I need your wisdom. And I need your favor. And I need your blessing. Yes, I believe when this generation gets a revelation of the Father heart of God, I believe they will find forgiveness and healing and liberation and deliverance. And most of all, they'll find identity and no longer be termed a fatherless or orphan generation. Here's a beautiful promise from God in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 18. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. It doesn't matter where we've come from or what we've been through. It doesn't matter what our past might be because we can't change our past, but the decisions we make every day determine our future. It doesn't matter what bad choices we have made in the past either. God has a special place in His heart for this generation and for the orphan and for the lonely. He wants to take the lonely and set them into families, it says in Psalm 68.6. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for father is Ab, and the Israelites understood this to describe God as father of them as a nation. It wasn't personal. But in the New Testament, Jesus introduces us to a whole new understanding of Father by the Greek word Pathera, which was more personal. Our Father, which art in heaven, Matthew 6, 9. Then it becomes even more personal with Abba or Daddy. It's a word of endearment in the Aramaic. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That's Romans 8, verse 15. 
Even as we see in the Old Testament that it was hard for people to comprehend God as a personal father, a lot of people today feel the same thing. Some years ago, an 18-year-old girl wrote to me and said, Why would he give himself the title Father? What a stupid idea when Father means rejection in my world. Now, thankfully, she is reconciled to her Heavenly Father as well as to Earthly Father. I believe God is still pouring out His heart, not on just Generation X, Y, Z, or the Millennials. He has the heart of a father for all of His sons and daughters who are looking for His acceptance, wisdom, embrace, for His healing, direction, and deliverance. All of us are needing affirmation, approval, and acceptance. When you are adopted into a home, you have the same privileges as those in the bloodline of that home. You carry the family name now. And when we are adopted into God's family, we are sealed by our Father who has qualified us to receive the inheritance of the kingdom because we are no longer separated from Him. Read that in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Now, you may remember the incredible story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. And when the father sees his son has come to his senses and is returning home, the father runs to meet him. He hugs him, kisses him, embraces him, saying, let's have a party, so to speak. My son has come home. He was lost and now he's found. Those of us in the older generation need to remember how the older son who did all the right things all of those years became jealous. This is much like the story of the early morning laborers in Matthew 20 who became jealous of the 11th hour people who received the same amount of pay for doing much less work. When we have a spirit of jealousy or competition and we criticize any move of God that doesn't look like the way we think it should look, something is wrong in us and it needs to be exposed. We need to release those things because they come from an orphan spirit. I'm personally now a part of the older generation. But when I was younger, I saw moves of God in our nation and in other nations of the world that are still being lived out today. And even in my own city, I still hear people talking about their lives that were changed or impacted by the things we were involved in. And although I rejoice, I really do, about these great stories and testimonies and how in some small way we're a part of impacting people's lives, I don't want to camp there. I don't want to live in the past. I'm still longing as an older Samuel, so to speak, a part of the older generation, to see the next generation come into their destiny and to do greater things than we could ever have thought of. I'm still longing for and believing for the Father heart of God to be poured out as a multi-generational anointing on a prophetic generation that would prepare the way for greater revival, outpourings of God's Spirit, and ultimately the coming of the Lord. Malachi 4, 6 says, And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to the fathers. I know often we talk about the heart of the fathers to the children, but likewise, I want to see the heart of the next generation, the heart of the children, to be turned to their fathers and their mothers as well. Let's not be like the early morning laborers, jealous of the 11th hour workers. Let's rejoice in what God is doing and and not be critical. Let's ask God to expose everything in our personal hearts so we can be a part of what He is doing throughout the earth. As part of the older generation now, I'm longing to see Spirit of God poured out upon the next generation. And yet the wisdom of the older generation connected to the passion and the zeal of the emerging generation together can have a profound impact that will leave a lasting legacy. And ultimately, together, a multi-generational connectivity, crossing our racial and denominational generational lines to see the Father heart of God poured out upon the older generation 
and the younger generation alike, together the world will see that Jesus Christ is Lord and that there is an inheritance that we don't have to take by force, but it's already given by inheritance because it says in Colossians 1.12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. We don't have to take by force what God already wants to give. And like the prodigal children, we can come home and God is already reaching out to us and calling us back to himself. And likewise, we don't have to be like the older brother or the early morning laborers who maybe didn't go astray, but yet we become jealous or bitter because we see the benefits or the blessings of God upon the emerging generation. I know that I can't cross over the Jordan by myself. I need for God to raise up the next generation that will help lead us into the place of possessing the land of God's promises. And for me, I want to see with my eyes all that my heart has cried out for, for decades crying out for a move of God upon my generation and the generations to come. We cannot change our past, but the decisions we make every day together can have a global impact that we don't just have to sing about being history makers, but together we can see history being made. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.